0: Green, the colour of true elation Pine on a summer's day, see I've been waiting for you Waiting for you Hello innies and outies, it's Polly here. Now before we dive into this very special Christmas episode of the ins and outs, sponsored by our brilliant sponsors b just wanted to explain that the audio isn't quite as good as it usually is in this. And that's because Jojo and I decided to have an impromptu Christmas party and recorded this with a couple of bottles of champagne in hand so apologies that the audio isn't quite as brilliant as it normally is now in this episode about 10 minutes in we're going to be answering all of your questions from the best bathroom layout to kitchen work surfaces my top 5 trees and whether you can get rid of plants that you don't love in your garden but before that we're going to talk about why jojo urinates on trampolines and we're going to open a little surprise box from love honey too oh oh, here we go that's a happy sound merry christmas i went with a double glug i have been so excited because the studio in the garden is finished how exciting it is it is how exciting it's sexual and the walls are covered in a white paint i walked in and they'd primed all of the cladding obviously i clad it because I, I follow where I'm led mm-hmm. and they they primed it all with a very bright white and I was completely appalled and thinking, oh Christ, I've made a massive mistake. You did mistake call me and in. say, oh my God, it's very white. Yes. yes if it's not. And then I realised that was the primer and went back in and actually, it's this beautiful white that when it's sat on white looks like putty. Mm. But now that it's finished, looks like white. Oh, I love it. It's, it's a really warm, cosy white. I can't wait. So it's, what a joy. To I, I Honestly, we developed that paint for quite a while with coat because finding the perfect pet white and people talk about this a lot there's there are whites and there's whites and there's whites with yellow in them and there's whites with pink undertones and there's whites with whites with gray undertones and I wanted something that was just a dead neutral what's it? what's the jojo white what, what it's a what do you mean is it a yellow one or blue one no it's a, it's a very neutral you could put anything with it so the idea is that it doesn't have hints of yellow of anything it's probably got hints of earthy neutrals on the, it would be on the sort of light neutral brown spectrum all right well that's enough plugging your paint but i am hugely fond of it anyway, and if, you, if you, want you want it go and find us on coat yes, yes. coat paints good right but also the real highlight has been buying potted stilton oh gosh, and eating yes. it with a spoon mm. Mm-hmm. How do you eat your stuff? Sort of just straight up, straight. You know how it comes in a pot at Christmas, a little yeah, jar, lovely jar, yeah. So teaspoon, nice. It feels like eating yogurt, but it's not. Is it true what they say about nightmares and dreams? Not in my world. Lots of smelly cheese is supposed to give you funky nightmares. How about you, funky dreams, funky things, pal. Funky, I know what. So you drink, if you eat too much cheese, we all know what happens. <laughs> what? It's not good, is it? <laughs> it's not good down below is it oh i don't i don't have that problem you I do you do you're no just I trying don't. to be lady no you do you do and everyone listening knows what, what i mean speak for yourself pal well i'm, yes. I'm a i'm a cheese she she was smelting. Smelting. she was it. <laughs> she didn't deal anything honey She smelted oh annie we, we miss you anyway so other than that just christmasing you yes. know yeah, good Christmasing. It is so full on this time of year, has just been. I am fucking exhausted, I'll be honest. Well, I, I've just. Did you just nick my glass or is that mine? No, it's this one with it, the lips. You're right. Lips down. Thank you. Um, it has just been the most full on time of year with little ones and kids and kids' parties and. Kids end of term and nursery, and oh my god, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Christmas parties, social events, loads of social events. Good work. Polly, I've been to so many social events. I've just been invited to so many things. I don't know what to do with myself. Every night I'm out. What about you, Paul? Oh, do fuck. (laughs) What have you done in the house? What have you done in the garden? Right. In the house, I have dress the house for christmas excellent um i did something quite tactical which is probably one of the most brilliant things i think anyone anyone should do with small children as you can see behind you is my tree now i never thought of myself as a control freak when it came to my christmas tree but i discovered this year that i absolutely am Mm. because when my little ones started dressing the christmas tree with me which is obviously the most amazing experience and yes magical magical Magical, happy memories magical magical (laughs) happy happy times and I loved that with them, but as soon as they left the room, of course I took everything off and put them back on again. Obviously. So I bought them their own little 20-pound Christmas tree from B&Q that's white and it's covered in snow. Well, that's adorable. And it has little lights and I put it in their bedroom and that's going to be their Christmas tree every year and I all the decorations that didn't suit my tree can go on their tree. tree. Can I ask you a really important question? You always can. Do you partake in the elf? I don't do it. So I did it once. Did well this is what we did. And quite frankly, I think the idea of it's lovely, but Ziggy is one of those kids that called us out immediately. She was like, You put that there. He's not real. Like oh, we're just like two it. years old. No, she sees through everything we do. I love her. She's too smart. She's one of those we Brad once was running through the garden in, in a Santa outfit. Yeah, she called us out. She's two years old and we did this had this whole scene planned. Right. Where daddy ran out of the room and he, off he went and I was I heard noises upstairs I was like oh my god Ziggy Santa's coming he's, it's Christmas Eve so I so thought, I think he's upstairs so he crept up the stairs so quietly I've actually got it on video crept up the stairs and peeped around the corner and there was Santa Claus sitting on the sofa eating the mince pie and drinking whiskey and she just looked at me and she went that's daddy mummy that's daddy like that daddy she could hardly speak at the time legend daddy but from the side when I would have been I, I thought it was Santa. Did, I, he, still, I, did he have something up in Santa? Yeah, the um, whole, really good, like, white beard. We went, for, we went you know, first child she, she, vibes. She, she, wasn't, she wasn't having any of it. She was like, that's Daddy. I like that. And then when Daddy came in afterwards, he's like, oh, hi, baby, wearing his T-shirt. What's going and on? She was like, you, Santa. We've got a little surprise this oh week. Oh, my gosh, haven't we just? Our friends at Love Honey have sent us a box of goodies. Mm, they have. And you and I are going to fight over what we find in there. So should we find out... Oh my gosh. What have got? I'm so excited. For anyone that doesn't know, Love Honey sell sex toys and sort of gear for... Lingerie, lingerie. sex toys. Pelvic floor trainers. Yes, which I... As soon as you said that, I, I did that thing where I clenched my pelvic floor. I went to this really weird thing the other day. I went to this, like, beauty convention um, because I'll take all I can get. and um, And it's this chair that you sit on. It's a flat chair... And it's literally for your pelvic floor, and it vibrates. It does this sort of thing, and you just sit with your legs straight for half and that an hour. Enjoyable. It's quite expensive, and it does expensive. this, and it literally works on your pelvic floor muscle. Is that what it's doing? I don't know about you, but I can't go on the kids' trampoline. I'll oh, without watching myself. No. Did you have natural labour? One natural, one C-section. So it maybe, maybe maybe that helped. Yeah. One of each. I had both natural and. No trampolining for you? No trampolining. As said I can't go to the jump park around the corner with the girls. I'll do a few jumps and I'm like, you need to stop now. No, a lot of friends say this. Mm. It's not not something I have. Yeah. Well, maybe I should be grateful for the C-section. Very grateful. Instead, I have a scar that looks like a night tick. So, pros and cons. Pros and cons. I don't have that, but I um, I used a brilliant little device when I was having my girls called the EpiNo. And it's this device that you pop up there and you blow it up. And you train, but after thirty-two weeks, you train. It's a it's a birth trainer, and you pump it up. Stretch everything out. It stretches yeah. it. It stretches your oh the walls to the size of a baby's head. So by the time you have a baby, the baby comes out. I didn't so much as have a tear. Don't get me wrong. I had two very very long and arduous. I didn't. Mine didn't pop out. They were thirty-six hours. Both my labours. Oh. But that I didn't have so much as a scratch. Fond memory. But I now pee myself like on a trampoline. Maybe a bit of an overshare, but you know. Oh, I, I think we're quite comfortable with that on this podcast. Just dropped another two two percent of our mail. Followed. <laughs> bye, boys. Bye, bye. So, Dropping um, shall I'm we not my bag, bag of tricks. Yes, come on then. Right, we've got two little boxes, here. So they're very big. they they. Can, I have not opened these. They like, Oh no! Here's the thing. These got delivered to my office, <laughs> and I specifically gave Polly orders to make sure that she put private. When sending them to my office, and of course the lovely Karen in my office opened them. They didn't say private. Well, let's find out what Karen found. So she's doing a little WhatsApp thing. I'm I've just opened something that looks very exciting. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Anyway, right, I'm going to open them up. Give me the mic. Give me the mic. Right. So what? what That smell was. Friends Love Honey Centre. Limey. Oh, there's a mini bullet. Gosh, this looks fun, doesn't it? I'm not. What is that? looks <laughs> very much like me. Is it a cork ring? No, I think it looks like something like, for that. About the did you ask me? <laughs> there's a, there's a, maybe a, it's a... when you're sewing. Those are nipple things. Those are n- <laughs> Are they not... Are they not symbols? <laughs> they look like symbols. I think they're nipple suckers. Oh. So that good. is a beginner's bondage the stuff, set. Limey. That is a beautiful that advent is, calendar for That is really cool. That's fun for the whole I'm family. my like girls to find fun it. Fun okay, place. come on, should not we quickly open 50? Number one, let's quickly open this, and then we'll go some. on what's in it. Then what's we'll get on some of your questions and make this far more... Here we go, is right. it, what is it, what is it? What is Numero is it? uno, it's time for us It's time now. for us. Oh, this so this is, is like a couple's advent calendar. That's quite nice. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, oh that's a that gift, you Yeah. Okay, hold on, let's have a look. So this is the Amaral Fana. What is it? I can't bear it. Oh my, this is great. Oh, it's a bullet. It's a bullet. And it's a remote controlled bullet. It's remote controlled bullet. I could wear it at work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hello team. I've never smiled so much at work. No. That is... This is a really premium, premium. advent calendar. That is so cool. Oh, Jojo is almost in the, the box. Sorry. Shoes. What have we got? Uh, a pelvic floor exercise trainer and app. So I think we know which one <gasps> of us needs this. I would take this all day long. So this is called the LV. The LV, LV which a lot of people I've heard have absolutely raved about. Okay, it. so it's a pelvic floor, floor exercise trainer and app. And your most personal trainer... And it's You're uh, going to be bouncing on a trampoline before you know it, my friend. Thank you very much, Love Honey, for the Thanks, uh, what honey. is going to be a very eventful Christmas. That was fun, I have to say. Okay, so it is time for some questions. I have got a question from an innie hmm? for Jojo. Black granite worktops, are they coming back or should I change them? And that is from Kat. I I don't like black granite worktops. They have a place. I'll tell you what I don't like about them. I don't like the shininess of them. Hmm. So if, if you like... Granite, don't feel you have to go polished. Consider honed, everybody. Honed is what much softer. Change? Honed means it hasn't been polished. It's like a it's a dulled down version. My preference is honed marble, so not polished. That sounds expensive. No, it's no different. No. No, polished just means it looks shiny and honed is un unpolished, so it's matte. The issue with matte, it's a little bit like leaving for you, it would be like leaving a an outdoor stone un- unsealed unsealed. Mm. So honed is unsealed. However, the lovely thing about it... I don't know if you... If you go to an antique market, you'll see, like, those lovely um, marble pestle and morses. Yes, know fabulous, know? Yeah. They're never polished. They're honed. Okay. It's a honed marble. Over time, the beauty of honed is that it, it sort of marks. It's soft. It's It does mark. But if you're in a... Say the sun is shining on it, it doesn't shine. And therefore, actually, I think, personally... When you have a polished worktop, you're much more likely to, to see any scratches and discrepancies and stains than you are on so, tones. So actually, one of those it's a little bit like I'm a, I'm a lover of traditional old things, so I love I, I love un, unlacquered brass, for instance. What I love about unlacquered brass is what happens to it when it when it tarnishes patinas, and it tears yeah. and the water gets to it and it starts to go sort of a bit gnarly looking. That is part of the beauty of it, and marble is the same. So anything like black granite—it's so taking you hard... back to Cat's question, which is: Should she keep it or it's should she hard, change it? I think she's hoping it's that's... going to come back. I don't think it's going to come back, no. So big question for you, because to me, I know nothing about kitchens, but for me, <clears> what I've seen is you've got the kind of composite worktops, uh, wood or marble, mm-hmm. right? And marble seems to be very fashionable right now. Everyone, the dream seems to be a really lovely marble of worktop. Course, yeah, is that going to go out of fashion? I don't think so that's, that's ever been. Is that going to go the way of the blue velvet sofa? No, like mar- it, marble can't. It's a it's a natural material. It's never been out so of it's fashion. So black granite, on no, material, But it's but it's what we do to it is. Okay. So marble is a it, black granite is, but it's not. It's so marble is. I do think the veining has gone. We've gone really ott on it's big heavy veins, isn't it? It's like the blue cheese look. It's yes. like really big, and I, I think there's a way of doing it. So perhaps. They are stunning, It's though. stunning. I, I, I personally Obsessed. can't imagine how anyone would ever get over that. I think, for me, it's probably what you put around it that's going to date more than the actual marble. I mean, marble is just... Yum. The most, oh, it's just yummy, I You edible. don't use it outside. It's like that pot of stilton, you just want to eat it. It is just delicious. I okay, can't. So it's a no... I mean, I... But, but is marble what is what so expensive. But actually, I say that, quartz... We, we we cost up a lot for clients' kitchens, and they ask for you know cost for quartz and marble because they assume marbles can be a lot more expensive and actually good quality quartz now is almost as expensive as carrara marble there's different carrara variants. what's carrara and carrara is probably the one of the cheapest marbles and it's that very mottled gray yeah it can there are different variations and you can obviously go and choose your slab when you choose any any work type you can choose the slab that you're going to have because it comes on a big slab it's slice it's like a slice And then you can choose the slice that you have. Just heaven. I just Mm. want to go and choose a load of It's really fun. If anyone, for a fun day out, go to a marble showroom and they pick out these, they use this crane and they pick up these pieces of slabs of marble. Uh. And you just think that's come from under, under the earth. I mean, that's an amazing thing. It's totally natural. Sliced in this beautiful... Cross section, then it's laid in your kitchen. How fabulous! Oh, but can I just quickly on the black granite? The reason it, she's probably not liking it is probably because it's black and it's heavy. It's not probably so much that it's granite. Granite's obviously a, it's an expensive bit of kit, but it's. I do think it's it's the heaviness of it that is what's dated. Okay. Okay, I've got a question here for Polly from an ulti. This is from Johan, who is asking you, what are your top five trees? So my number one favourite tree would be a Cornus Cusa China Girl. That's a dogwood. Really great for urban gardens, but also really great for country gardens. And has a beautiful, creamy white flower in sort of May time around Chelsea. And great autumn colour as well. So Cornus Cusa China Girl. As a multi-stem. Second tree, and this is one that people saw quite a lot at the Autumn Chelsea, that one of Autumn Chelsea flower show, would be Heptacodium mychanoides, or the seven sunflower tree. I absolutely love it. I mean, some people would say it was actually a shrub but dark green leaves, really beautiful, fragrant white flowers in late summer or autumn. So it's quite an interesting tree for a time of year when not a lot of trees are doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Why it's good, and it's one to really watch out for, is that it's quite tough. So it's going to be able to withstand those cold winters and those hot summers. So in terms of a resilient tree, it's a really good one. Number three would be Prunus cerula. So that's a, it's a cherry and the reason I love that is because it has a stunning copper bark that's sort of peely. Mm. And whilst it's not, it has some blossom and it has some autumn colour, but I wouldn't say it was the most exciting for that. But it's the bark in winter with the sun shining through. Really special treat that you're buying more for its structural interest as a, as its trunk, mm. which I think is spectacular. Parotia persica, Persian ironwood. Mm. The best tree for autumn colour so it's going to be an absolute autumn blaze and then oh I think my final one would probably be it used to be amelanchier, and I do love an amelanchia and I know I've gone on about them on this a lot but I am aware that as the climate changes uh amelanchia isn't struggles a little bit with um, the extreme heat mm. which we're getting in the summer so I'm going to go with something which is a tree and a shrub and a hedge. I'm going to go with hawthorn. I'm going to go with Cretaceous Monogyna. Monogyna. Oh, yeah. Monogyna. Monogyna. Cretaceous Monogyna. Our classic hawthorn. I think it's got beautiful, beautiful blossom in spring. Great pollinators. Beautiful red berries. And just a stunning native plant of this country. I think it's native. So the question that Johanna's has asked is obviously your five favourite trees. I'm intrigued because I'm intrigued. Only because. Uh, when I think trees, I think big trees, like oaks, plains, cedars, that kind of. Yeah, I don't specify. I those suppose so much. no, probably because I'm thinking more from your perspective as a landscape designer. You're. You're suggesting trees that can almost be bought in and put into someone's garden new, aren't you? Exactly. Mm -hmm. What I've listed there is more ornamental trees. Oh, that's the word, ornamental. So, you know, if we're talking, if I'm designing parkland, then obviously we're looking at much bigger format trees. Mm. But I'm really focused on things which you could put into nearly every garden. I mean, parotia gets monstrously large if you let it. I'm actually going to pick your brains at some point about... Blossom trees, apple trees, because I want one in the garden when we come to redesign the garden. I mean, if you want some really cracking blossom, you should go for a crab apple. Oh, right. Proper little crab apple. Yes, because oh, the blossom on that is beautiful. second to okay. none. Okay. Okay, we've got another question from an innie. Do you have any top principles for a good bathroom layout? And that's from Katie. Oh, gosh. I do have some... I have some rules, actually. Let's hear them. Okay, so when planning a bathroom, first things first, it's very easy to just think so you've got your square and you've always got to consider where the door is now where your door opens one of my number one rules is that I don't want to open the door and look at a toilet if I can help it so if you're starting from scratch what you want to be able to do is open your door and the first thing you're seeing is your vanity unit or a a nice looking thing you don't want to see the garden shed first thing you see no so always try and conceal the toilet and actually if the room is big enough Almost try and conceal the toilet where you might even be able to put a little stud wall between where the loo is and say the shower or the bath if it's big enough. If it is small, I would say just consider that. It's very easy to just. I I, I see it a lot where people almost just go a little bit off the shelf. They'll just stick something in a in a in a very obvious place where it was before, I suppose. Yeah, and actually get be considerate about that and actually. Especially with the toilet as well. But another another tip I would give is maximise your vanity. Don't fit... What is that You want to... Go as big as you can with the vanity. You walk into the bathroom sometimes and the vanity's tiny. The little vanity is the, the, the stand that your basin sits the sink. on. Mm-hmm. And it tends to be really small. And I always think, gosh, you could have gone so much bigger there. The space around the toilet, when you're sitting on the loo, you want to have about sort of maximum 30 centimetres on either side around you. You want to be able to flap like a chicken. Yeah, it will flap like a chicken. Um, you know, you've got to be able to reach a loo roll. But otherwise, that's sort of ample space. So then really, maximise the size of your vanity. Go bigger if you can, because it's actually going to make your room feel bigger. When you're in a room and you've got a little tiny vanity, a basin, and then you've got your loo, and then you've got your shower, which is, again, sometimes too small, try and maximise that space. Also think about using like a, if it's a shower room, say, the shower tray. You can tile the shower tray. So, Get a formed shower tray that you can actually tile on top of. That will make the room feel so much bigger. And you've also then got more space to play with. Shower trays can come in all different shapes and sizes. So again, the floor space in the bathroom, I would make smaller to maximise the size of your shower and your vanity room, you know, your vanity. So I would say that's probably number one. Also, lighting for me is so important in the bathroom. More lights on the vanity on either side of the vanity. Don't put a down light over your head. In it. Otherwise, you're going to shine light down your nose. Down, it's going the going face. Like you're going to look awful. You want lighting coming at you from the front. I put a very simple in a smallish bathroom. I will literally have a flush mount. One single central pendant light, and then I'll have a wall lights on either side. What's a flush mount? It's where it doesn't hang down. So if you think about a pendant, it's something that hangs down from the ceiling. Flush, on flush the ceiling. is literally attached to the ceiling, so it's actually like that. Great. Got a little question from an outie. Shatika is our outie, and she's asking, I'm getting a dog. What plants are safe? We're asked this a lot, same with toddlers. We always caveat this on projects, as lots of plants in the garden aren't safe for dogs, cats, and, and babies. My answer depends on the family. Some of the most common plants out there are hugely poisonous to animals. They just don't eat them. But I mean, if you've got a completely insane puppy that will eat quite literally everything, then I completely understand why you want to avoid certain plants. Uh, I mean, I could list hundreds of plants which are safe. But it's more about that which is unsafe. Do you know that Christmas trees are really, really dangerous for cats and dogs? Are they? But the assumption is that your cat and dog isn't sat there eating your Christmas tree. But they don't. That's the thing. It's a little bit like with children. I think we've become, become a little bit over protective of these things. The answer we give to clients is it depends on your appetite for risk. Mm. So some of the most common things which are really poisonous to dogs, daffodils. Daffodils, that's right. So daffodil bulbs. But daffodils is the same with... Strangely, the same with cats, but my cats are in duck daffodil. Most bulbs. Um, Christmas trees, as I've said. But also yew, which I would argue is one of the most common plants you would find in a garden, taxis or yew. We've never found an animal that's eaten it, but it doesn't mean that they wouldn't. But you might not want to include it if not. Okay. Um, Wisteria. Wow. Very toxic for dogs as well, and obviously very, very common. And also something which is really dangerous to everyone, children, dogs, cats would be foxgloves. I mean, there's beautiful spikes Spikes of plants that you'd see, whites and purples that you see in dappled shade. They look quite whimsical, aren't they? They're stunning. Mm. And I remember when my kids were very, very young and I didn't trust them not to eat them, I was terrified about having them in my garden, but I taught them very early on don't eat these, and they know you don't eat anything in the garden, but equally you can't tell that to a dog, so some things to avoid, if you're utterly terrified and you just want to eliminate, I suggest you go onto the Dogs Trust website, they're really helpful at listing things which are toxic to dogs, Mm -hmm. but frankly, many things are. Okay, I've got another question for Jojo from an innie, this is from Katie, will feature tiles in a shower stand the test of time? I mean, you know my thoughts on anything that's a feature, I don't think... Well, what's a feature tile? You do tiled showers all the time. No, I think she means, like, a wall in a shower. A bit like a feature, like, your headboard wall being painted dark blue. Like, we always talk about that. By the way, it looks fabulous. Does it? Yeah, it looks really good. Oh, good. The feature wall. Is in, in a child's bedroom. It's a child's bedroom. I, like I say, anything goes in a child's bedroom. But, look, you've got to think, with things like standing the test of time... At the end of the day, we don't know what's going to stand the test of time. Things that we would never imagine that would ever come back. And obviously this brown trend I've been talking about. Brown is a colour that we never in a million years would imagine would be coming back. And now brown is the colour of the last two years, probably, in interiors and and fashion. And therefore I think there are certain things which are obviously like, you know, a glass hanging chair or, I don't know, cushions that say live, love, laugh. Like these things are, yes, they're going to date. Things like tiles, I think if you're going with something that's quite neutral, it depends on the on the feature tile. It depends on the colour that you're going to use on the wall. But they're not inexpensive things to change. So if you love it, go with it. But I think if you're questioning it, then the likelihood is you shouldn't go with it. I mean, I don't like feature walls, really, of any kind. Unless, when I say feature, I, I don't know, say you had paneled walls and then you had a sort of very light stone and then you had a sort of dark wooden panel that's not so much as a feature because it's a continuation of a theme that is natural one from an outie lucy is asking is it sacrilege to pull up knee-high yellow roses that have been planted by a predecessor i love this question oh i've had a bit to drink now i've had to my answer this is probably the number one question i get when i go to site for consultations is is it okay if I take out a plant that I don't like, that I've inherited. Mm. I mean, the answer is nearly always yes. It's the same as in the house. If you came in and were like, I really dislike those tiles, you're not going to leave them just because they... Because they're there. In her case, then, if you're pulling it out, what I think feels sacrilegious is what the bloody hell do you do with it? Well, exactly. And this is, is the difference. Is there for somewhere you can take them? Well, hopefully. Like a charity shop. There's not a charity shop for plants. But I think, as with anything, if something is very, very mature... It's very hard to make sure that that's going to live. But something like a rose, if you dug that up in winter, you can offer it out on uh, Facebook or Gumtree, or all sorts of things. There are lots of people out there that are only too happy to have plants. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? Well, you know, any of your community WhatsApp groups or whatever, I've got a load of roses. Yellow roses are really divisive. I actually love, one of my favourite roses is David Austin Roll Dahl, which is a yellow, but it's kind of like this beautiful butter yellow. And you put that with pinks and purples utterly spectacular but as far as i'm concerned you need to be really unromantic with plants in your garden if they're not working for you or they're gross and they're ugly and they don't work then get rid gift them away i was gonna say could you take it out cut it right because roses you can hack right back to nothing can't you could you then put it in a pot and let it do its thing in the pot well she clearly doesn't like it anyway so so my recommendation is if things are in the wrong place move them do it in the winter if you dislike them, gift them. But so many people will take your plants. So I'm not saying shove it on a compost heap. That's, I'm never going to suggest that as your first option. But equally, I don't believe in living with plants in a garden that you don't love. It's your garden, it's your plot of land, it's your house, it's your garden. Mm. Plant the plants you love, okay. as long as they're happy with the soil type. Thanks for that question, Lucy. Thank you. I, we're, we're left with one final little piece of fun, which is our ins and outs. So, what's in? What is in? Well, apparently um, so. sex toys, darling. I think some sex of these sex toys are certainly going, to certainly going to be going in, aren't they? And then they are be coming out again. So that's the in. So and that's, <laughs> that's the in and the out and the out. What's in? I think in is taking some time off to be with your loved ones. Yes, Polly. Give yourself that time off. Mm. I think so many of you have messaged about, since our last couple of episodes, about boundaries and work. And I say, what in is self-care? Oh, I love time that. Time with your loved ones yeah. or time not with your loved ones, if that's your form of self-care. Not Le- everyone else family. Also, lean on. If you've got little ones, lean on your family to actually help give you some time off. Even if it just means going and having a lie down, just getting some rest, catching up on some z's. What's out is our bellies. Just let it go. Don't worry about it. Couldn't kill us. Just don't give a shit about the extra calories. You're going to get rid of them in January. I know people are like, oh God, I feel so... Don't worry about it. It'll be dealt with in January. Enjoy your Christmases. Right, off we go. Well, that was a wild ride where you can hear us getting drunker and drunker by the minute. So I hope you enjoyed that. And apologies again for the audio. We will be reunited with our wonderful producer next week. As a special Christmas present to you, we are going to be answering even more of your questions next week, so please do send them in. And if you felt like giving us a little Christmas present, a little treat in our stocking, don't forget to like, subscribe, and write us a review. I know I ask it every week, but if you wanted to hop on and do that now, that would make our day. And in the meantime, Merry Christmas.